Welcome to Fear Free Childbirth Podcast with Alexia Leachman, the weekly nine-month podcast to help parents-to-be look forward to their fear-free childbirth. Alexia is a pregnancy and head trash clearance coach and the author of Fear Free Childbirth, How to Have a Stress-Free Pregnancy and a Positive Pain-Free Birth. As a mum who's had two fear-free and pain-free births, Alexia wants to share with you how she overcame her pregnancy and childbirth fears so that you can look forward to having a fear-free birth too. Over the nine-month life of this podcast, Alexia will be sharing some real-life stories from mums and dads, insights into the latest childbirth research, inspiring tales from birth professionals, and some tips and techniques for clearing your fears and stresses. If you would like to receive a free chapter from her book, then head over to fearfreechildbirth.com, where you can also sign up for her email series, How to Have a Stress-Free Pregnancy. But now, it's time for the show. Hello and welcome back to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. This is me, your host, Alexia Leachman. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, on today's show, I'm going to be talking about miscarriages. And I've got a guest on who's going to talk to me about how she works with women to help them move on and get past experiencing a miscarriage in their life. Now, I want to say a special thank you to Amanda. So, Amanda, if you're listening, this is for you. Now, um, you got in touch with me recently. You're a regular listener of the show. And to tell me the terrible news that you have just experienced a miscarriage. And was there anything I could do here on the podcast to help you? You wanted information. You wanted to find out how to go through this awful, terrible time. And so this show is dedicated to you because um, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have thought about doing a show on miscarriages. And I can't believe that I hadn't thought about doing a show about miscarriages because it's such a common thing. I myself experienced miscarriage and it was horrible. It was just horrible. It was, I just felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach. The loss, the numbness, the pain, the emotion, all of it was just so overwhelming for me. And yet miscarriage, even though we don't hear about it a lot. It's not talked about a lot. It's experienced by a lot of women. One in four women will experience a miscarriage when they're pregnant. So, you know, that is not a tiny amount by any means. That is, that makes it pretty common. And so it's likely that when you're experiencing a miscarriage, that you know people around you that have also been through that. But the interesting thing about miscarriages is we just don't tend to tell people about them. We keep it to ourselves. Many times it happens during our first trimester when we haven't even told people that we're pregnant. And so it becomes a very isolating experience, which can make the pain even more overwhelming. So it can be really very, very difficult. So I hope that today's episode can help you to cope better with finding out that with your with you know handling your miscarriage if this is something that you are going through and if it isn't something that you've experienced or that you're not going through it well maybe there's some things you can learn here during the show that might help you to talk about your pregnancy in a more mindful way because maybe there are people around you that are currently going through this and so for people that are experiencing the pain of miscarriage, whether that's one, two or three or even more, then, you know, pregnant mums are the worst. There's nothing worse to a lady that's had a miscarriage than another mum who's pregnant. So hopefully if, you know, if you're in a great place where you've got a, a lovely pregnancy that's unfolding, then maybe, you know, listen to this and be mindful that there are women out there that are experiencing very dark times because of their own miscarriage. So as I mentioned earlier, I've got today on the podcast I'm going to be joined by Susie Gower and Susie Gower specializes in helping women um, from fertility all the way through birth but she works a lot with women that have gone through miscarriages so she's going to be sharing some really great advice and some tips and some tools to help you to handle miscarriage if that is part of what's happened to you. Some of the things that she's going to be sharing with us are we're going to be talking about the, the typical emotions that you experience when you're going through finding out that you've had a miscarriage and what comes after that, you know, what that emotional journey looks like. But she's also got some great little exercises or things that you can do to help you to let go and move on and release that emotion. And also then later on in the conversation, we talk about some of the other ways that you can think about your miscarriage that can help you to 
take a different perspective and think about it in a way that is more helpful, that, that isn't so painful for you. And hopefully there's going to be some stuff that's going to really help you to move on. We've also got some exercises, some things that you can do as well. And I've got some stuff that I used uh, during my miscarriage that helped me to move on as well that I'll be sharing as well during the chat. We've got some great downloads. Susie's provided some really great additional tools and stuff as well. And I'm going to be giving away some stuff that's going to be bonus content that you can get as a free download to go with today's episode. And you'll be able to get hold of that along with the show notes for today's episode at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash miscarriage. So you just need to go there to find out all the juicy details on everything that we're sharing during today's chat, as well as access to the free download that goes with today's episode. So without further ado, here's the time that I spoke to Susie Gower all about how you can better handle the aftermath of finding out that you've had a miscarriage. Well, welcome Susie to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to join you. Absolutely. Well, today we're going to be talking about miscarriages. And so obviously miscarriages play a huge role in pregnancy and certainly can really contribute to the fear that mums might have during pregnancies and stuff. So um, this is going to be a really useful episode, I think, for so many people. But before we dive into all that, would you mind just sort of telling us a little bit about who you are and how you came to do the work that you do? Yes, absolutely. As I said, I'm Susie Gower. I've created my company's called Becoming a Mama. Um, and it really re- it started before I had my children. My children now are sort of 18 and 20. Um, and sadly, I had a miscarriage. And um, what I felt when I'd had a miscarriage there, there was nobody there to support me. There was nobody there that you could go for help. There were there was nowhere alternative therapies were just slowly coming in. And so there was, wasn't anything. So when I left the hospital, um, I was given this little leaflet to say, you know, these are the emotions you may be feeling. And I remember thinking, I don't feel like that. And just put this leaflet to us to one side and dutifully went home. Mm. And then I had a week off work and I felt okay. And, and then I decided to go back to work. And when I went back to work, I remember being on the tube and I just burst into tears and I just trembled. And I thought, I can't go back to the office. And it was before mobile phones. So it's like you couldn't contact them. So I ended up going home. And what I realised in that moment was I actually was experiencing grief. Mm. And it was like I had to mourn this child that was never there. Even though I was 13 weeks pregnant, but sadly the, the, the baby had died at six weeks. And I had to mourn this child. And it was just the most bizarre feeling ever. And so I felt from that moment on that what I wanted to do when the time was right was to create a mum and baby clinic or a mum and baby support centre that women could go to where they could share their feelings, maybe have a complementary therapy, but whatever they needed was there to support them and however they needed it and for what format they needed it in. Mm. So hence, that's when um, my company, if you like, that's when I decided to, to do something, create a clinic purposely for women um, and then it's just grown and grown and so now what I do is support women from from fertility through to birth so it's but for me it's the emotional journey mm-hmm. because I think the emotional side of life is there it's present but it's not acknowledged in the way it should be and so my emphasis through the treatments you know I've done reflexology and Reiki and hypnotherapy but it's really about the holistic side where I come from mm. is the mind-body connection, finding out what's going on with a person, what do we need to do, what do they need to look at, how do they, they need to be. And it's a journey taking them from one place to another, but at their pace and in their time frame. Mm. Um, so that's really my company, if you like. I've created a support group, which is in Hertfordshire, so that runs on a monthly basis. I'm a volunteer for the Infertility Network UK. Um, I mentor people, I mentor mamas, and I recently have become an author, meaning I've created a, a free ebook on the website all about the emotional aspect of boosting your natural fertility and the emotions behind it. Because I think once you understand the emotions, you realise they're normal and they're mm. perfectly natural, mm. and everybody goes through them at some stage during their journey to become a mum absolutely so, so just talking about the emotions then and and just you know be really interested to just talk a little bit about the emotions that you know when you say they are normal so would you mind just talking a little bit about what what are those normal emotions that you're referring to because I'm just thinking that you know I've got some listeners that have experienced miscarriages and, and that might not realize that maybe what they're feeling is normal or or so it would be really maybe reassuring to them for he- to hear what those emotions are that you're referring to. 
Well, the, the, the common feelings are feeling angry. It's not fair. Why me? Sadness. For me, it was very much grief. It was loss, loss. It was a really big loss. I'd lost because I felt it because it wasn't a child, therefore I didn't need to grieve. But it, but it was the loss of a baby, a loss of nine months' time, this due date that you're looking forward to, the loss of planning and, and the future and holidays, even family events. You were all planned around this state. So loss is a huge term in terms of emotions, frustration, disappointment, anger. They're all emotions that women feel, even down to jealousy and envy, which a lot of people don't want to talk about if there's somebody in the office that's just suddenly announced their pregnancy and then you're just slowly getting over a miscarriage and coming to terms with going back to work and they announce and, and some women they don't really mean it but they'll say oh well I wasn't really trying and it just happened and that can create turmoil and stress at no end within you know for women and so it's understanding that those feelings are normal and they're very very natural because everybody goes through them at some stage much more quickly or at a slower pace it, it really varies and it's a very sensitive time for women Mm. So if somebody, if there's a woman that's just recently found out that she's had a miscarriage, then, um, I mean, you know, personally, I, I've had a miscarriage as well. And I know that, you know, when you get the news in the hospital, it, it really does, well, for me anyway, it really just hit me like a kick in the stomach. I just felt so empty and numb. And and I think I was just in shock for a day, just kind of like computing what I'd, what I just found out. And like you're saying, it was this, I didn't hadn't known I was pregnant for that long, but this sort of grieving this future this kind of you know that you're just already getting your head around being pregnant and and all that stuff that hasn't yet happened so it's a really strange kind of grief and loss because mm. you're losing you're grieving something that doesn't kind of exist in a crazy way grieving your future and, and all that kind of stuff which I think makes it very hard for a lot of other people to understand but you know if you're in the throes of that initial phase of the shock of it really what what kind of um advice would you have for somebody that's at that stage in their miscarriage in sort of finding out i think really it's just about just to be still and just to almost like sometimes you don't want to accept what's happened and you don't and you want and you're angry and you want to shout and why me and all those sorts of feelings but i think it's all about actually just focusing on yourself and what do you feel you need um some people choose to just be really quiet and talk about it just with their partner some people have maybe shared it already with their family and immediate friends and it's important to just to actually think what do you want to do don't feel that you should do something don't feel like you should be pushed and shuffled into doing something else but it's about do you need to just to spend time on your own just digesting look this is what's happened what do i need to do some people want to just actually don't talk to people they just want to almost like go into their shell and just stay at home and not talk mm-hmm. some people are very much you know one client of mine actually she was really proactive she said look it's happened fine with it I just knew something wasn't quite right so and therefore she was ready to move on she was an mm-hmm. exceptional case but that's how she, that's how she was so I think really what I would say is don't rush into things don't think about this is what I've got to be this is what I should do no 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 just actually just take stock Mm. go back home you know sit sit down chat if you want to chat you might not want to chat you might just feel like you want to go for a swim or you want to go for a sauna you want to go to to yoga it's actually just almost like going within what and thinking what do you need at this moment in time that's Mm. going to make you feel Mm. good I think what I would kind of add to that is as well is to kind of face what you're feeling and, and acknowledge what you're feeling and, and almost connect to what you're feeling rather than ignoring it or running away from it or not dealing with it you know I think yeah certainly and, I, and I'm only speaking from my own experience but certainly you know what one thing I did was I just sat with it and I yeah, it was horrible and I just I really just folk no, I didn't focus on the feel the horrible feeling but I I faced what I was feeling and I felt it and I let it move through me and I kind of I felt like you know I sobbed for hours and and allowed that sobbing to happen without feeling like oh you know pull yourself together Lex pull yourself together come on da 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 you'll be okay I didn't do any of that I just literally let this let it come out and just Mm -hmm. sat in a mess for goodness how long and then then I started kind of it started the cloud started lifting a little bit as that emotion comes out I think you've got to honor that emotion and allow it to just flow through you and it's when we kind of block it or deny it or don't accept it that that's when it might become harder or kind of it'll rear its head in a more ugly form later on down the line potentially you know 
Absolutely, totally, totally, totally agree with that. Um, for me, it's it's like if you're at the beach and you have a ball and you're putting the ball under the water and you're keeping this ball under the water nicely, then all of a sudden you take your eye off the ball and that ball wants to come to the surface. It's yeah. got to come to the surface. That's how I see the emotion, absolutely. Yeah. And it is important to do that. And I think great that you could do that so quickly. I, I see lots of women that it's a process and they have to do it at their pace and their mm. time. But I think ultimately, yeah, these feelings do need to surface and I think you do need to look at them and you do need to digest what is it is about because some women sadly have had maybe two or three miscarriages so therefore when they grieve they're grieving for the first one and the second one because they haven't mm. actually released those emotions so it's important to go back and release those emotions too and find out also if you really are connected to yourself you can almost just like you said sit quietly and feel where do you, where does that stress feel in your body mm. and allow that stress to surface mm-hmm. And one thing I did that I found really helpful for me, I'd just done a course where I'd learned about balancing my chakras. And I felt inspired in that moment when I was going through, you know, when I was kind of clamouring for something that might help me, you know, what can I do? What can I do? And I did this lovely chakra meditation that kind of just where you take each chakra in turn and kind of almost massage it and get fill it with positive energy. And what I, you know, I just kind of went with it because I was like, well, anything, I just want to feel better. And yeah. I stayed doing that, I think all afternoon or something. And, and my goodness, it helped me so much. It helped me so much. And I'll, I'll happily share that exercise that I did um, to people that might be interested in, in having that. I'll put that in the podcast show notes. But that, you know, obviously different things are going to work for different people, aren't yes. they? So what other, what, what kind of things would, um, have you found that work for your clients to help them kind of, um, if there are particular maybe exercises or, or thinking patterns or, I don't know, tools that they could use? Is there anything that you kind of, that you know that has worked really well in the past for people that you know? What's really worked in the past are visualisations. I mean, I absolutely love doing visualisations with people and they've really worked because sometimes we need we need to be guided to help to help move on. And visualizations for me, if you can talk to somebody, and here's the one that I always use a lot, is about a little bird cage. Mm. And it's also, you take somebody to a really nice garden and there's a little bird cage there. And what happens is, is that as people, we don't really generally like to see birds in a cage. So it's about opening the cage and letting that little bird fly free. And that actually is symbolic of letting the baby go, letting the child go, letting the miscarriage go. Mm. And that's something that I do within the clinic and it works incredibly well but if you're at home it is about maybe sometimes just writing a list just writing a list of all the things that you how you feel just write down i feel sad i feel happy i feel this feel that creating something like that or the other great thing is what you can do is creating something called a farewell ceremony which is really very nice thing to do and it's about gathering Gathering all the little things that you have, maybe some scan pictures, or you've maybe bought something, and maybe you know even write a piece of paper the due date, but putting everything together and actually just creating a little ceremony where you honour almost what would have happened, honour the, the date, honour the arrangements that you would have made, honour maybe if you didn't want a boy or a girl or the name, honour all that, and actually, and then light a candle if you like that sort of thing, say a prayer. Um, and also just to absolutely just create a time and a space where you can just release those emotions at that given time to the child. Okay, that never was for that moment, but you don't know what's going to happen in the future. But at this moment, it's about releasing those emotions that need to help you to move on in life. Mm. And also that's another thing is that I find is women feel guilty that they should let go of this emotion of this baby and therefore they want to hold on to it for as long as possible. But what I say is you, you'll never release the memory, but you can release the emotion you attach to this particular memory. Mm-hmm. And that's what really this is all about, is releasing the emotion so that you can move on when the time is right for you. Mm-hmm. And it's creating a little ceremony, however you want to do it. And I think we've got some information that we can share with everybody later, how to do it and how to create their own personal ceremony of letting go at their pace, mm-hmm. which could be hugely beneficial, hugely mm-hmm. And I think it's really that that point that you made about, you know, separating the emotion out from the memory. I think it's a really important one because a lot of women, they hold on to this stuff because they believe that's, you know, actually they don't realise you can separate the two and that 
you know, I, they want to hold on because they just want to hold on to any little thing that might be related to the baby and, and to remain connected to it. And But that is, you know, I think it's important to say you can you can still do that, but you don't have to hold on to the pain and the yes. associated emotions that, that you can actually release the emotions and still hold on to the memory so that you can think about all that stuff without needing to cry or having that, that, that pain in your heart or wherever it might appear mm. in your own body. You can still have those beautiful memories that you know the imagination the things that you're imagining and all that stuff without having a tear in your eye when you do it and so I think it's a really good point that you've made that so thank you for making that point and so now when I think about you know we've talked a lot about miscarriages that maybe occur early on in pregnancies but what about those that kind of you know a little bit more further on during the pregnancy because in my mind I'm like I was you know I I was in the the category where I I lost mine similar to you in fact I think my little one didn't make it past seven or eight weeks and I found out when I was 12 weeks Mm. um but you know when it's in the second trimester it it must it must be quite different experience for women in in that point because you know they've really started noticing changes in their body and stuff and so I suppose in my mind I'm I'm, you know I'm thinking it must be much harder for women at that stage or um what's your experience of working with women at that point and and how can they move on if, if that is them yeah, absolutely. There, lots of people, you see, usually because 12 weeks is the magical number. Yeah. Everybody wants to get to 12 weeks um, and then they're so excited they want to share with everybody, which was what I had because I'd got to 13. So, yes, lots of people are then sharing and then all of a sudden then they have to start saying, well, actually, you know, yeah. this this wasn't meant to be. Um, and again, it, it's very traumatic for lots of people because they've then made plans at work or whatever. But some people... Some people find that other people are very reassuring because what they then realise is miscarriage or pregnancy loss is very, very common, mm. sadly. And so therefore people then are very kind and they will share their views. And, you know, I've even had a client who was sharing it with their office. And one chap actually went up to her and he said, look, it happened to my wife and I can sympathise and if there's anything I can do. And she wasn't expecting that. And, and, mm. and it was really really heart-rending because they didn't expect a man actually to approach her because she thought you know women feel this but you know men do as well so mm. I would say it's yes it, it, it is sad and, and, and sadly I've witnessed people who have lost babies you know 20 weeks and onwards mm. and it's incredibly sad but I think what is important is that you take the steps slowly and you just walk with it however you want to feel and going back to what we just said about doing a little ceremony, doing what's right for you. I've even had women who've had a a little box and they've put everything in this little box and they've decorated and painted it and they've called, even called the baby a name, what what was, you know, a a fun name for them. And they've put that box somewhere special so therefore they can take it out whenever they need it. Mm -hmm. Some people felt the need to bury this little box of of all these goodies. Some people have actually thrown it away. Um, It varies. Uh, One of the common things that women do is I get them to write a letter, write a letter to the baby. That's really quite nice. What their hopes were, what they thought would going to happen, and they're really sad that it wasn't meant to be at this stage. And they then, what I always suggest is then burn the letter. So therefore you're releasing it because it's just another way for women to acknowledge the loss but to get it out of their bodies. And there's a couple of things you mentioned there that I wouldn't mind just sort of going back to. There's the the thing, first of all, about sort of, you know, telling people at work about your pregnancy. And a lot of us, you know, we wait for the 12 week mark because of this miscarriage risk and then it drops away. So, you you know, in your most difficult trimester where you're maybe experiencing some of the symptoms of morning sickness and exhaustion and and, 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 and all that. And you you don't say, you know, nobody knows what you're going through because you've chosen not to share your pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and then you then you do once you hit the 12 weeks but actually you know what you've just shown is that you know maybe by sharing the pregnancy sooner where because people don't want to share it in case they miscarry and then they have to then go not back backwards but let people know that actually it's not happening but actually maybe by doing that they're missing out on potential support from people that that have experienced it that are there for them because actually this is such a common thing isn't it miscarriages I, mean, I don't know what the stats are off the top. I do, do you know what the stats are for miscarriages? I think in the last ones I saw was one in four people. Which is staggering, isn't it? That's huge. It's it's almost like a, not a normal thing, but it's it's almost like, you know, when, when you become pregnant, it's kind of, it, it is sort of not expected, but it, it's, it's massive. It's not an unusual occurrence to have a miscarriage. And yet we don't, certainly when I had a miscarriage, I didn't realise it was such a common thing to happen to women. And, and that I, you know, you do feel quite alone. You do feel like, 
nobody else is going through this but actually there's a lot of people that go through this and then the guys as well let's not forget the guys you know that absolutely the, yeah dads don't get recognized a lot with the miscarriage challenges do they they don't because they experience loss as well they certainly do and and they feel they're there to support their, their wife but men's don't generally talk to each other mm. um, you know and it's really interesting because i run a fertility support group and i've been running it for two years now and and i purposely created it for women only because women like to share but within the last few weeks we've had couples wanting to come and now the men of the women who come they want to come now because they're feeling that they're ready now to be heard their voice to be heard they want to share how they feel and it's really very interesting so you're right you know we do need to, to include include the men and the guys in all this because they have emotions too and it's they're all to support the women but sometimes as women we don't know really what we want so therefore they're struggling to support us in a way of what do what do we need? Yeah. Uh, and that's why, you know, leading on to support groups, they're fantastic. They're absolutely brilliant. If you can find a support group online or actually physically goes even better because then you meet people like my support group now, they actually meet socially in the month and they go for coffee with each other and now their husbands are all going out um, for a comedy night because they feel they need they need laughter and fun back in yeah. their lives. So yeah. It's great. It's creating a community where women can share and feel comfortable sharing what how they feel mm. and that's important it's mm. really important mm. and i'm you know i'm thinking as well that you know that those people that are really that do sort of continue to struggle particularly in the face of those those people that might other pregnant women god damn those other women that dare to get pregnant oh, and start flaunting it you know like you mentioned the ones that go oh, i weren't really trying and it just happened and and you know i just think there's so many and again you know maybe those that listen to the podcast that that aren't that are pregnant is just to be mindful that when you do talk about your pregnancy that you just don't know what other people are going through around you do you and and some people can not be thoughtless but you know they kind of share that kind of stuff without realizing that there's somebody else that could just be they might have just lost their baby and they really can't talk to you or they really can't even bear the thought of you telling you telling sharing your news even though it's wonderful for you and and it's a really delicate emotional minefield isn't it this whole miscarriage and pregnancy where you've got some women going through complete joy because they found out and then next minute either for them it's not going brilliantly or there's somebody that they know very closely that's going through that challenge too it's a very difficult area isn't it it is a very difficult area and i I tell you one of the things i witnessed is facebook Mm. facebook women just will put their scan pictures on facebook which is lovely but of course, usually, you know, girlfriends are all together and they're all experiencing or usually mm. want to have babies at the same time. And so therefore, I've, a lot of my clients actually have come off Facebook because they can't bear to see another scan picture or another baby announcement. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes it's in lots of places, not necessarily just at work, but it's on the social media as well. So therefore, mm. women are becoming more isolated because they, they're just becoming more insular in that respect. And therefore, it's finding support for them what they need so they can feel stronger they can feel more confident they can think about maybe trying again when the time is right and that sort of thing Mm. i know because there's somebody that i was working with who um had suffered two miscarriages and she couldn't you know it was she couldn't go on she couldn't even she well she did but she she found it so difficult just leaving the house in case she saw a pregnant woman in case she saw a mother with kids in case you know so immediately that's such a huge proportion of the population that Mm. would trigger her because of the pain that she was going through Mm. and in you know so I worked with her to try and help her just so that that wasn't such a painful thing for her to experience because you could just get reminders all the time of this sort of this children thing this pregnancy thing this baby thing it's just everywhere and and um, I know that when I, certainly for my second pregnancy, I I've tried to tone it down a bit on social media because I was just so aware that there were so many of my friends with fertility stuff going on or miscarriages that I just, you know, didn't really want to kind of put them through that. And But I, I was acting alone doesn't really make a difference when there's so many other women that continue to do that on social media. And and actually, you know, they're really happy and they want to share it with their friends and family. And so you can't kind of blame them either. So, but that's what, that's what makes this such a, a difficult one, isn't it? it's it's very difficult it really is very difficult because on one hand that you know these women are very very excited and want to share their pregnancy and then there's women sadly are going through this trauma this difficult time Mm. and it is keeping the balance right absolutely Mm. but it's important 
it's important though that women once you have gone through a miscarriage and then you're feeling that you need support it's actually about taking back the control mm. and it's about taking back the control that you can look at what you can control in terms of look you can control your emotions you control how you think but you've got to do these things at the time is right so you do feel stronger as you say for your lady mm. that when she goes out she's feeling stronger that the baby thing is not going to affect her she's she can buy a birth congratulations card for somebody things like that when you start to being able to do that you know actually i'm over this i'm ready i'm ready to try again yeah. and it's it's putting those little pointers in that you, that you know that when you're doing that i'm ready to move on mm. but it's like going back to what you say yeah it's acknowledging that that's how you feel that's how you feel and it's mm. normal mm. but it's like slowly you'll get to a point where you think do you know what i'm ready to do a bit more work on this i'm ready mm. to just do some letting go mm. and and then bringing back the control of what you need to do because a lot of that is they're feeling vulnerable because they can't control their fertility and therefore other people get pregnant and it's not fair and i want to be pregnant and it's mm. like yeah that's right so what can you do to help you to get pregnant what can you control what mm. can you look at you that you can make a difference with than what you can't make a difference with so it's focusing on the positive not necessarily the negative. And, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of what you're talking about there, when I, when hearing what you're saying, I'm just thinking a lot of that is that inner piece. It's, it's looking at how you're feeling. It's looking at your emotions. It's looking at your own personal triggers. What upsets you? What, what, what triggers stuff within you? And, and, and really having that kind of doing that inner work, that kind of facing yeah. your own demons and facing your own, you know, taking a good look in the mirror, which is because that you can control. You can, there are some very good, techniques and people that can support you to help you let go of these negative emotions there's some really great tools now that means you can let go when your time is right for you you can let go of those negative emotions really quite quickly if, if that's what you want and when when you're able when you feel able to do that but you can't do that unless you acknowledge that there is something there to let go of and that you you are looking inward like that and sometimes that looking inward journey is what scares people isn't it because they just sometimes they've got other stuff they don't want to face up to or they don't want to yeah. touch because it's painful and but often certainly from my own experience I've got a, my had my fair few of painful horrid experiences and and I've found now that when I have one of those I just dive straight in and just go straight for the inner work because I know that that's going to be it might be sort of difficult in the short term to face up to it because it's not easy doing that kind of work but my goodness it just means I can let go of that stuff much quicker and I'm not carrying it around and being having it thrown back in my face by triggers that are existing everywhere in life by you know situations that are happening around me that I can't control so the best thing I felt that I could do was to do that work so that I could control what's going on inside and that's certainly been something that I'm very grateful that I was able to do that and I'd have certainly urged people to consider doing that inner work as a first port of call really because that's mm. where you're going to get a lot of that release and find the peace eventually much quicker I think. Absolutely totally agree because it's we all have stuff emotions that we suppress we, we all have that and we just suppress it throw it to one side and move on and carry on and then when something like a miscarriage happens therefore you do become upset but sometimes it's if it's still continuing over more weeks than you think it should then usually like you say there is something underlying there's something else that you need to look at and therefore it's about unpicking your personality your history what's going on what's happened you know there may mm. there may be a sadly a death of a family member or a difficult relationship with a mum or a, a parent and and so therefore sometimes that it can be, if you can say, a positive can come out of it, that is actually showing you that actually there is an aspect of your life that you haven't actually really looked at properly that you need to clear. Mm. And this often happens within with the, my clients, is that I feel that I'm just sometimes just unpick the service. What does that, what's all that about? When did that happen? How old were you when that happened? What was that feeling about? And therefore, it can bring a huge relief, like you say, so therefore you can release this hidden emotion that mm. actually... You're just storing away. You don't need it. So yeah. it's time for, to let it go because ultimately you want to be as light as possible. You don't want to have this heavy backpack yeah. with motions on your back that you're carrying with you wherever you go yeah. every day. And it's time just let it go, release yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't no, it? Absolutely. And, and just again, what's something you just said just got a reminder of me as well. One thing I've tr learnt through all my own personal traumas and tragedies and everything is that you always try and look for the positive in what's happened and and certainly for me when I think about my own miscarriage the real positive for me that came out of that was 
that, you know, even though I've been in a long-term relationship and I was pregnant, we hadn't specifically planned that pregnancy, even though we wanted kids. It wasn't sort of a deliberate, you know, checking the, uh, my, my sort of, um, cycle and all that, you know, there wasn't any of that going on. But in one, my, in one sense, we weren't really ready for that. And it kind of jolted us into parent mode, into, okay, do you want this or don't you want this kind of thing? And then when we lost the baby, it was just heartbreaking, just heart-wrenching. But it made us realise exactly how much we did want a child. And we never really had both talked about it to that level. We haven't really communicated that much between us up until that point. And it was really, if it wasn't for that, that experience of the miscarriage, then I don't, you know, we needed that to get us aligned, to get us into face, I don't know, into wanting kids properly on an open, in an open way. And I think, you know, sometimes that first miscarriage is almost like that jolt for couples to get them, get them with, get the, get with the program guys, you're going to be parents, you know, (laughs) kind of that kind of like, yeah, it could be that. I, and you know, and then after that, we were ready. We were open. We were up for it. It was kind of we'd made room in our lives for it. We were kind of adapting, and whereas up until that point, we weren't really we were carrying on being these kind of young single, do, you know, not single, but young, free, free, and whatever, without sort of thinking think- about the life that is being parents with kids, kind of thing. And so, I was really grateful. I you know, changed my perspective on that miscarriage to being I'm so grateful I had that experience because it allowed me to prepare my life and to make room for a baby as opposed to sort of this bolt-on baby that kind of had to just attach itself to this life that really wasn't built for it does that make sense it makes absolute perfect sense absolute perfect sense because the thing is you know, it's it's lovely, you know, you get to a point in your life that you're ready for a baby, body's telling you're ready for a baby, hormones, you know, you've got everything in place. And then sometimes it's a case of when baby turns up like miscarriage, it just makes you think, do I really want it? I've had lots of women that have said, oh my God, I was really worried, I was really frightened, it really scared me, and, and all this. And then once sadly the miscarriage has happened, then they realise that actually, like you said, that's what I really wanted. And then they've put things in place. Mm. I even had one couple where they actually um, went to Australia. They decided that actually they weren't ready to be parents. They wanted to go to Australia. So they took a year out and just tried to all Australia and then came back. And they said they would be better parents because of it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they, that's what they needed. I mean, my own experience was very much that I felt alone. I felt nobody was there. I think there was no support. So it was one of those things that, you know, when the time is right for me, I'm going to be able to support other women going through this so that there is help, there is advice, there is what they need. Because it's about doing it at your pace isn't it like you mm-hmm. say that it made you ready to embrace this baby embrace your lifestyle no more wild parties or, the, or they would be more organized wild parties yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean and and that that's what it's about it's it's just a huge physical but also a mindset um viewpoint to look at because i think we don't realize the emotional aspect and, and how it's going to impact on our lives mm-hmm. Which is very important to look at. Mm. And I think trying to sort of change that perspective and, and find other ways of thinking about your miscarriage could potentially be quite helpful to help you move on. And, and one thing that I've been, I've been immersing myself in lots of really interesting books around birth recently. And, and one thing I've become aware of is there's lots of... Um, research around the use of hypnosis and, and hip regression therapy to find out what the, the memories of people have when they were born and, and even there are memories dating back to conception and some some people report even being very aware whether their parents wanted them or not and yeah. whether the, they were conceived in love or conceived on a drunken night out or conceived you know how they were conceived and, and some babies it, you know in, in these um, hypnosis sessions in this book I've read have even sort of reported that they they came they want they came here just to jolt the parents into kind of waking up as it were and then they went and and that's kind of they they chose to just be there for a short period of time to just wake the parents up and then they wanted to come back when the parents are ready and it, I, I find that a really nice way of thinking about a miscarriage that it's not to do with the mum it's not because she went running too much or that she ate that she had that glass of wine and that's why she's miscarried but actually that the baby said hey I'm not ready I'm going to come back when I'm ready and you guys are ready it's all okay you know and sometimes we need to go through that bit of pain or wake up or whatever it is challenge to come through the other end and do it properly you know do it properly and and that's a nice way of thinking about it and that's only helped me I think 
It's a lo- it's a lovely way of thinking about it because I've done I've done lots of research on this too, and uh, one of the things I always wanted to know was when does conception happen? Does conception happen when so more of a spiritual when the soul enters the enters the relationship mm. or enters the body was is it a conception or I've got friends who are very spiritual and they say no it's actually at the birthing process and it's like I just wanted to know and my journey for this quest has taken me to um, New York in the place called Omega just north of New York in 2009 and I met this fabulous guy called Dr Brian Weiss I'm sure you've maybe oh, I love Brian Weiss so he's his books like Many Lives Many Masters is Masters. one of them and then what's the other one that's really really good oh. that he um, One Life um, Many Lives no one I can't remember yes I'll share the links in the show notes because this guy is amazing but yes Karen I'm so he's, jealous that you've met him go on carry on carry on he's fantastic well I have met you more jealous now right some of my um his, his latest book was miracles do happen and actually uh, he's he's written one of my case studies in one in his latest oh, book wow. it's 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 well it's all about breach babies but that's that's probably for another day but um it's so it's so interesting and one of the questions i posed to him was when does conception happen how does it, how does it actually work spiritually mm-hmm. and his analogy was or through his work his many years of experience said was when a couple get together and the concept, physical conception actually happens, the soul of a child then resonates or makes a reservation with the mum and dad. He referred it to like a bit like a hotel. When you go to a hotel, you make a reservation, you, you reserve the, the, the place and then you confirm it later. Mm-hmm. And then what he said was you, the child makes a reservation and then if for any reason the child decides that it isn't right, mum and dad need a little bit of learning, like you've said for yourself, for whatever reasons, or mum and dad need, there is the relationship isn't quite right, or what they need to look at that a little bit more, the child then decides to sort of cancel the reservation and therefore takes away, and that sometimes is the miscarriage. Right. And then, therefore, he, he, in his words, was, so therefore the reservation is now cancelled or terminated, whatever word you want to choose. So then the physical miscarriage then takes place. Um, and he said it's done because there's sometimes the child just needs to reassure there's a message there and if there is a positivity that can come out of it that would be really beneficial and here I'll give you an example of that lovely client of mine has been trying for a baby for ages and we've done lots of things and we've now decided to go down the spiritual route down the um, regression route and looking back and what actually happened what we needed to do was we had to go back when she was actually only eight weeks old in her mummy's tummy wow. and she was a, a twin and what it was the twin had come in and the twin had sadly died and mum had miscarried the twin but the message that came back was that the twin had come to help her through the first eight weeks because she didn't want to be lonely. And when she was fine, the twin then decided just to take their energy away and just slowly disappear because she would be fine. Oh, wow. And it was really interesting because in how she's been now, her words always were me, I feel lonely, I feel alone, it's not happening, why is it not happening? And so going back on that vibration of feeling lonely was where we were led to this, to her being in her own mum's tummy eight weeks. Wow. It's so fascinating, fascinating. There's a brilliant book I've been reading called um, by a guy called David Chamberlain, which I'm sure you've heard of. Mm. Um, He's done some brilliant research. And again, I'll share this book. This book I've got here, I think it's... it's it's the 1970s book whenever they talk about some of the stories and they refer to microfiches and things like that so it really is quite an old book there's lots of it's called babies remember birth and it's fascinating so again i'll share the link to that book and then the updated version of that if anybody wants to read more about this kind of fascinating area of, yeah, of what babies remember certainly from their time in the womb and i did hint at some of this in a previous podcast episode as well that you can i'll put a link to as well in the show notes so i mean this is really really interesting the idea of you know how we can think about that miscarriage experience in a different way to help us move on and I think yeah. in the idea of babies making a reservation is just such it, it lightens it as well doesn't it it just kind of takes away yeah. that heavy emotional stuff away from it and and it enables maybe mums to think about that in a, in a in a more I don't know to kind of move on in it and think about it in a pos- positive way for themselves right I, I do, yes absolutely and I think it just you know Everybody has a different viewpoint spiritually and different thought process of where they are in life, absolutely. But this gives 
certain people more hope that actually, like you said earlier, they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't have that extra glass of wine or they overindulged or they had that little prawn and they shouldn't have really eaten prawns or something like that. Yeah. It just actually brings into perspective. And I think that's what this is all about, is bringing everything back to, to being perspective that sadly this has happened, but maybe... Maybe it's, it's not you, it's just something other than you and that we're trying to give everybody just a different viewpoint just mm. so that it gives you comfort, some peace, some help on mm. you know, whatever level you feel yeah. you are you know, emotionally. Yeah. And to ask yourself, you know, what can I learn from this? What's yeah. the learning? What is the positive out of this situation? How am I going to be able to take this forward in a way that's going to be serving me and helping me and potentially helping others? I mean, your experience has led to you, you know, it's created a whole body of work for yourself. And now you're supporting lots of other people. So my goodness, the positive that came out of your experience is just phenomenal. And so, you know, when we're going through those dark days, there's, there's always something positive that can come out of it. But we have to be open to that and look for it and, and almost kind of be okay with owning that part of our story because it's nothing to be ashamed of you know stuff does happen to people and it's it's okay you know it is okay and it might be difficult it might be challenging but you know you, you're going to be able to get through it and and things will feel better and and it is back to that old chestnut isn't it time will always help you to heal won't it with things like this absolutely it is an old chestnut but time is a true healer it, re it really is and it's about digesting it at your pace and just working through it and finding mm -hmm. what do you need you mm -hmm. know as we keep saying what is it do you need and what can you help yourself what can you control and is there something other than this is there something subliminal emotion that you're not looking at not dealing with mm. is it also is it the job that you're, you, you're doing this job and you don't really want to do this job you don't really like it and you really want to go and do something else you know maybe it's just giving you that that time in life that you just need to review things and, and rebalance life and, and look at things a bit more in a different light absolutely mm -hmm. well this has been a fascinating chat Susie it really really has and um, I'm just thinking is there anything else that we might need to mention that we haven't mentioned that you think could be really helpful to mums going through this or even those that maybe just fearful of miscarriage I think there's two things there I think if you've sadly had a miscarriage I hope that this is giving you some food for thought for thinking that it's you know what you're going through is sadly it's normal and however you feel it's about working through it at your own pace and if you become pregnant since you have had a miscarriage just take it step by step just because it's happened once doesn't mean it's going to happen again mm. and, and it's all having have a different mindset and you know what I love to do with my my clients is give give women in mantras and I think a great mantra would be is obviously to be kind to yourself but just have the mantra I'm doing everything I can mm. just have the mantra I'm doing everything I can because sometimes we need things just to help us through the day mm. just that little bit of positivity here's a few little tips that you can do one is pin a picture of your favorite holiday on the fridge Something that's really fun and on the fridge, or even take a picture and put it framed on your desk at the work. Something that's going to keep you thinking positively all the time. Mm. Sometimes, if you're feeling a bit down, you look across this lovely picture there. It's just going to lift you for that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. No, and the other thing I was going to say is things like, you know, if you're in a meeting and you're feeling down, think of happy places. You know, we all have done those. You just think of a happy place. Just think of being a beach, being at home. It's almost like taking back the control of your emotions. Mm. You don't let your emotions run away with you, but almost like bring them back, bring rain them in and think think of a happy place, think of things. It's about constantly helping you to feel positive so that if you're at work, then you go home and then you can deal with it. In a mm. private, secure, safe place, you can deal mm. with your emotions. Mm. Um, and the other thing I would say is breathing. You know, if you're in a situation you're feeling out of control, you're feeling upset, you're feeling anxious, Think about just take your thoughts to your breathing. Just breathe really deeply. Mm. Just, you know, breathe in really slowly and breathe out. And as you breathe out, just let your emotions go. Let the worries go. Because having something that's quick and easy, 10 seconds or a little coping strategy, is going to get you over that emotional hurdle at that given moment. So when you've got time, then you can go and deal with it and look at it more positively and mm. recognise what you need to do. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. 
Well, thank you so much for that, Susie. And and also, you did mention early on during our chat about the little ceremony that um, that uh, that people can do to help to say goodbye. And so we're going to be offering. You you've sort of written that out for people, haven't you? So if yes, they want to do that for themselves, then we've got that as a free download to go with this episode. So you can find that download at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash miscarriage, and that there'll be also. And I'm also going to share the chakra exercise that I did for myself that really helped me. So I'm going to be sharing that share that as well so some and then if there's any, and also all the books that we've mentioned today there's the, the brian vice stuff there's the babies remembering birth. so all the stuff that we've talked about i'll be mentioning all that in the podcast show notes and there'll be some goodies some good downloads for you as well to help you if this is where you're at in your pregnancy so um thank you susie for sharing all this great stuff today now if anybody wants to check out follow you online and then see more about your work where can they find you online you can find me at my website is www.becomingamama.com. Um, there, there's a free ebook there if you want to download. It's all about natural fertility, how to boost your emotions, how to ease stress. Follow me on Twitter, um, Facebook. Come and join me over there. Come and put a comment. Let us know how you felt about this podcast. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Um, and also on the website there, I have a facility that if you feel that you want a 30-minute sort of discovery call, a clarity call, that how I can help you, by all means, connect with me through that, and I'll happily chat with you over that if you if you want to have some further advice. More than happy to do that. As is it. Mm-hmm becomingamama.com thank, thank you very much Susie and I'll have all those links on the podcast show notes so you'll be able to find everything on the notes at forward slash miscarriage for today's episode well thank you once again Susie for joining me on the podcast oh thank you very much it's been lovely really enjoyed it thanks for sharing well I hope you enjoyed that chat that I had with Susie I'm sure you'll agree there's so much fascinating stuff that Susie shared with us and particularly that stuff towards the end in terms of helping you to think differently about your miscarriage and, and the things that you can learn or what the positives are I think can be really helpful certainly when I decided to change my perspective around my miscarriage that really really helped me so I hope that that's something that can help you too. Now just to remind if you want to get hold of those goodies that we're giving away as part of the bonus content that goes with today's episode then you can get hold of that at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash miscarriage. Susie's provided the uh, ceremony, the releasing ceremony, I'm giving away the chakra exercise or the balancing chakra exercise that helps you to sort of release some of that emotion as well so some really useful things there to help you to move on and heal from the pain of your miscarriage i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i'll see you guys next time bye for now thank you for tuning in you've just been listening to alexia leachman from the fear free childbirth podcast If you enjoyed the show, she'd really love it if you left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or shared it with a friend. And don't forget, to get a free chapter from her book, head over to fearfreechildbirth.com to get your copy, as well as finding other episodes in this podcast and more about how Alexia can help you with pregnancy and birth preparation coaching. Until next time.